Hi, I'm Arna Rostogi, and this is Satvik Trinivas. And together, we are co-hosts of the Backfield Drift. Thank you for tuning in to our 100th episode. Satvik, big 100 right here. Yeah, it's a big episode for us, and it's a big weekend in the NFL. Championship Sunday, we're going to figure out who our Super Bowl 57 teams are going to be, and we're going to have an opportunity to make our prediction for Super Bowl 57. And that being said, let's predict the NFC champion. This is a this is a this is a conference that was really up for grabs all year, and I truly do believe that the two best teams in the NFC are playing in the championship game right now: Eagles, mm-hmm. 49ers. So, what do you think is going to transpire Sunday at three o'clock? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there's an element of bias here being an Eagles fan, but I do want to say, right, top to bottom, I know these are two absolutely stacked rosters. But to me, what is the difference? It's going to be Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to make those plays that need to be made in this game. Not to say that Brock Purdy can't or won't, but if, if my money is Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts 10 times out of 10. And I think outside of that, right, it's really going to come down to what this 49ers defense can do against the Eagles rushing attack. Because that's the key. If you can slow down the Eagles run game, that's a huge edge in this game. But if you can't do that as the Giants weren't able to, you, you can't hope to win this game. Yep. And and just taking it like, you know, I know it's hard for you to take the fan out of this, but right. that that is the matchup to watch here. That 49ers front seven versus Jalen Hurts. And I would even add Miles Sanders as a vital component of that backfield. The Eagles are a big running team, whether it be RPO or power rushes. Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts, mostly on first down and second down, have the ball in their hands. And the key for this game will be, can the Eagles set that running game up, set themselves into second and short or third and short, which sort of expands the playbook into play action. And once you get to that point, the pressure is going to be on Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner to really have their eyes in the right place because that 49er secondary is not good enough to go into man with the Eagles wide receivers. And so all you need if you're setting up this run is for the linebackers to have their eyes in the wrong spot once, just once. That's all it takes. And the Eagles offense is in business. So that rushing attack versus the 49ers front seven will be a pivotal matchup moving forward. Right. And the other side of that coin, right? As, as we saw the Eagles offense got into business against the giants and the Giants offense was not able to do the same against this defense. If the Eagles offense starts getting cooking early, do you think the 49ers have what it takes to keep up against this Eagles defense? And see, here's the thing. The only time Brock Purdy has really faced pressure was against the Raiders. Against the Raiders in the second half. And we know what the Raiders are and how they collapse as a team. Now we're talking playoff football. And we're, ta- we're we're putting Brock Purdy in a position where he might be down 14 to 3, 17 to 7. And he's going to have to will this team back with his arm. Can he do that is the question. And I don't know if we have the answer to that question yet. You know, I also want to do add and like if this game is going to be like if the Eagles are going to lose this game, it's going to be because we make a lot of mistakes and we give the 49ers opportunities, right? Similar to what Dak did against the 49ers. And you brought this up a lot 
with the Jaguars Chiefs game, right? The Jaguars lost that game by missing out on so many opportunities. Okay. So to me, it's it's really if the Eagles play clean football, yeah, I think they should come out on top. Exactly. And and that's all it is. It's just fundamentals. It really is fundamentals. You set up your run. That's the first thing you do. And then you set up your play action. You put points on the board and you put pressure on the opponent's quarterback, especially he's going to be in an environment like we, we haven't even touched that home field advantage that mm. Philly has. Right. And the pressure that's going to be on Brock Purdy. And we all we know we haven't talked about 49ers weapons because we know that they have plethora of weapons it's about the guy who distributes the ball to those weapons and there's going to be an enormous amount of pressure on Brock Purdy it'll be interesting to see how he responds but if the Eagles just stick to fundamentals it's really their game to lose here so I'm taking it you're picking the Eagles here as I am I love the Niners and I think they're a really fun organization a fun team they have a lot of weapons that defensive front seven is good enough but I'll say this. There's more questions for me with the 49ers than there are with the Eagles. And that's, that's where my pick lies, man. I'm going with Philly to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I like it. So I think with uh, one game down, we're both thinking Eagles. So that leaves yeah. the other matchup, Chiefs-Bengals. What, what are you thinking? Man, Bengals visiting Burrowhead. <laughs> <laughs> Burrowhead. I mean, the hit, the hit I mean, like... As as much as you want to say it's talking trash, Burrow is three and zero against Mahomes, and, and and you can't you can't can't discount it. You got to you got to take it for what it is. You can't you can't you do have to, but yeah, I don't think that the Chiefs are going to be too happy about letting them in and let Burrowhead persist. You think this could be the change, the time of changes? I, you know, I mean, it could be, but there's one key question mark for the Chiefs. It's their best player. It's the player that they dedicated half a billion dollars to. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes right now with this ankle injury and it's 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 tough. It's tough because when you look at this Chiefs offense and you look at their bread and butter, what is it? Off schedule plays where Mahomes is rolling out of the pocket and he's putting the ball in a place where his receivers can make a play on the run, moving around. And what's the one element of the playbook that is most likely to see a shrinkage in volume because of this ankle injury. It's rolling out, giving Mahomes space and making plays on the run. And that's going to be the real deal breaker for me with the Chiefs now. No, I, I hear that. But, you know, I do want to point to the the Chiefs-Jags game, right? And take it for what it is, right? The Jaguars made a lot of mistakes in that game. And you can't expect that the Bengals are going to give the Chiefs those kind of opportunities. But when Patrick Mahomes did go out, right, two things that stood out one the running game right with isaiah pacheco you know representing Rutgers nation right there seventh round (laughs) pick out of Rutgers. but that running game is a lot better than anyone gives it credit for right if patrick mahomes isn't 100 you're still it's not it's not the end of the world right you can if you can still make plays get the ball out of his hands get that running game going there is scope there the other thing i want to add right that defense, I know it does not get the credit it deserves because the the Patrick Mahomes and the playmakers is all every, everyone's talking about. But the Chiefs are one of those defense, right? In this modern NFL, they might not have put up the best numbers, you know, points allowed, whatever it is. But to me, they are a situational, a really strong situational defense. And whenever the the Chiefs' offense needs a stop from their defense, they have gotten it. So I'm 
I guess the point I'm trying to make is I, I think this game could be closer than a lot of people think. That maybe they're thinking Bengals come in, roll the Chiefs, you know, uh, an injured Patrick Mahomes. We're not we're not talking about anyone being rolled here. It's going to okay. be a co-host game. But I just want to break this down for a second. So I understand that the running game was elevated. Obviously, Pacheco had more carries than normal uh, on the back of that injury. But do we think he is a workhorse running back? Or or do you believe he's proven himself as a workhorse running back? Because when I when I talk workhorse, I'm talking Dalvin Cook. I'm talking Joe Mixon on the other side of, of, of the ball on the, on the other team. Right, I'm talking Christian McCaffrey. That's what I mean by workhorse running back. And do we think Pacheco is like that? Well, first of all, I think just the idea of like a workhorse. Like, do we really even have workhorse running backs in the NFL today? Like, I guess the closest thing is like Derrick Henry. But I don't think you need a workhorse in the sense of like 30 plus carries a game, right? Like, that's not the modern NFL, especially when you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. I think it's more first and second down, setting yourself up for easy third and threes, third and fours, right? Because the way that the Bengals' defense could take advantage is if you throw on first and second down, you get sacked on second down, and all of a sudden you're in like third and 14, right? That is yep. where the Bengals' defense takes advantage. So I don't think you need Isaiah Pacheco to have 215 yards in this game, right, <laughs> on the ground. Uh-huh. You just you just need like – I need four to five yards of carry, somewhere between like 17 to 20 carries, and I think that's enough as far as I'm concerned. At it. Like I don't know what you would like define as a workhorse, but – I mean, my workhorse, I probably want like 25-ish carries for like 120, 130 yards. That's what I was thinking in my mind in terms of that. And Pacheco is going to be pivotal in setting up these shorter second or third downs. But once we get to those shorter downs, we have to talk about this Bengals pass rush with the limited mobility of Mahomes. They have been playing out of their minds. Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader in the middle. Mm-hmm. they're playing some good football and and that's another element of this that that that's going to be impacted with Mahomes' ability is his ability to escape the pocket and and sneak through some of these sa- would-be sacks do you do you think he has that in him right now with with a pass rush that is just pinning their ears and going no I hear you right and certainly he's not going to be able to make the you know uh signature Patrick Mahomes types of plays if he's not 100% healthy but I think I, I kind of do also want to discuss the Bengals-Bills matchup and what really happened. And first of all, I got to give it to you. You were right. The Bengals are definitely the better team than the Bills. I did not see that going in. But in that matchup, at least to me, and we've been talking about this, this is like a recurring topic on the show with Josh Allen, Hero Ball, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But I think if you ask me what the question is between what's what sets the Chiefs and Bills apart, and I know the Bills did beat the Chiefs earlier, so it's not like a – a global point I'm trying to make, but I think the, the the Chiefs with Andy Reid to me are if they have the if they're up against the wall, I trust in Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to figure out a way that the Bills were not able to right and against his defense. And you go back to the AFC Championship from last year. You know, you go into overtime. Patrick Mahomes throws a pick, and we saw what happened, but. I guess the point I'm making is it's it's once again to me a coin flip as it has been in like the last three iterations of this Chiefs Bengals. Yeah. Are you? Do you feel? Do you have a strong conviction about the Bengals? Is my question here. No, that's no. the problem. Is no, and you know, you know what gives it away is is that Andy Reid, and I'm sure that he is looking there and saying, "Man, we have Eli Apple on one side of the field, and then on the other side we have a rookie Cam Taylor Britt." Mm. 
And we have experienced receivers and experienced weapons. He's sitting there licking his chops. He knows. Mm. And for the Bengals defense to take advantage of Mahomes' injury, it's really going to be a question of, is the pass rush going to get there or is Mahomes going to get the ball out before? Mm. That's what it all comes down to, right? Because we know that these off-schedule throws, we're not going to see that many of them. We're not going to see Mahomes rolling out with the, with the whole ankle injury. He doesn't want to risk getting it re-injured. So he's going to be sitting in the pocket, and it's going to be a question of, is that Bengals pass rush going to get there? Or is Mahomes going to get the ball to his receivers before then? I guess the thing I'm kind of struggling with, and I guess I'm going, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. I hope it doesn't kind of miss the point. But what I'm trying to say is, when, when you think Chiefs-Bengals, it's been such a like a tight matchups, right? All three of these were game came down to the end. And you're thinking to yourself, there's no way the Bengals go 4-0, right, in this matchup. Yeah. But the other thing that you kind of have to factor is, like, these are, like, independent events, I guess. I don't know. Like, is there is there any, uh, I guess, merit to the claim that you got to pick the Chiefs here just because they're not about to go 0-4 against the Bengals? Like, there really isn't. Like, every, <laughs> every game is a coin flip, and you look at it, I mean – what happens if if the Bengals are up and they have the ball and it's four minutes left? Like, right. who do you think's winning in that point? Or exactly. the Chiefs have a lead and they're up by three. They have the ball in the fourth quarter, three minutes left. Right. You know, you know, Andy Reid's game planning a, a scoring drive there to put the game away. So, right. really, there's the Bengals have had the best of the Chiefs, but they like late in the game they also have the best situation or put themselves in the best situations, but it could so easily be the chiefs. If right. one play goes here, if one play goes there. So once again, this is, this is a coin flip game, but Mahomes injury and its impact on everything else really, really is swaying me towards the Bengals here, who I am okay. going to pick to win the game. All right. I think I'm going to go with you here and pick the Bengals. And I guess partially it's a, uh... It's a learning process thing because in those three matchups, I picked the Chiefs every single time <laughs> and I was on the wrong side of it. But I will say this, I'm picking the Bengals, but typically, right, these NFC, AFC championships usually go one of two. That's been my experience. I feel like uh, the one I could go wrong with is the Chiefs, but yeah, I don't know. I'm going Eagles-Bengals. That's my yep. pick. I think that's your, that's your pick too. We're both yep. consensus here, right? episode 100 we're on the same page that's uh, all i'll say all i'll say is i think these are the two best teams in the nfl that will be competing in the super bowl and overall i think these are the four four teams that should be representing each conference respectively mm. so uh, i, I think i think this is nfl script writers got it right they they 100 got it right this year <sighs> I don't know about that, Chief, because we had the uh, Bengals, I mean, ex- excuse me, the Bills-Chiefs game that fell through, you know, with the all the Atlanta tickets that had to get refunded. I think the, the script right uh, after up after bit. After looking at the Bengals-Bills game, I don't think Josh Allen deserved to be in the championship game, but... <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. They're but still, it, they're still a, a, a few players away from, from making right. the Super Bowl. I think, I think the... NFL scriptwriters saw the Bills Dolphins game and pulled an audible on that one. <laughs> like, yeah, nah, the Bills. They're like, nah, we can't, we can't have this. Nah, we need, we need Joe Shiesty up in yeah. Burrowhead, but Bro, anyway, storylines, the storylines, man. Yeah. man, I can't wait. All right, you know, with that being said, we've had a great NFL season so far. A great two, I guess this is our third season. This is our third season. Yep. Yeah, third, third season. season. You know, episode one hundred.
thank you for any everyone that has been listening and be sure to tune in next week man episode 101 yep. super bowl 57 until then it's been sattvic Srinivas and arnav Rastogi. stay safe and take care